What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Welcome back to Great Solar Business. Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to everyone who I bumped into at the biggest solar conference in the world. In fact, a smart energy uh, conference last week in Sydney was a roaring success and wonderful to see so many people face-to-face and to chat with all of you about this new show. Thanks for the great feedback. This week, we're going to jump into something uh, that is really a great option for all solar businesses, and that is to think about how you might flip your solar business. How can you build a business to sell it? And I've got a wonderful guest uh, who's going to join me. Uh, Eric Zimmerman is a man who some of you may have met over the years and some of you may not. He's been a quiet achiever in the background and has actually built and sold some of the most successful solar businesses in Australia. Uh, Eric and I met uh, way back uh, in around 2007. Uh, Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, Nigel. Uh, very good to be here. Um, it, it does take me back down memory lane. It was quite some time ago, wasn't it? It was a long time ago and time passes quickly. If I look back at, you know, what was going on, uh, Niles Barkley's hit crazy uh, yeah. was uh, the number one of the one of the top 10 hits in Australia. Very fitting for that time in the industry, I, I, I seem to recall. Didn't that just beautifully sum up the time that was to come? <laughs> <laughs> we were on, for those of you who weren't around at that time, we were on the verge of the point when you could you could get a solar system and you could get a $1,000 deposited in your bank in the form of, uh, of, uh, of credits as well. So, you know, it was minus $1,000 for a solar system, if I recall correctly. Yeah. What, a, what a great place to start. You and I met when uh, you were at ANZ Bank and I was at BP Solar. What were you doing at ANZ Bank? Well, I'd, I'd come back to Australia from London. I was the head of learning and development there. So my job is to run the, the training for them uh, around the world with the 35,000 staff that they had. So, yeah, very different to the solar industry. <laughs> and so, so you went from being, you know, an esteemed educator in, uh, in the banking system. And then I remember getting calls from you and sort of, you know, we were having these interesting conversations about this funny thing called solar and what was going on. And we were talking about financing because you're in the banking sector. And then the next thing I knew, you had a solar company. What happened? Well, my stepfather took me to a movie called A Crude Awakening at the Melbourne Film Festival in 2006. And it was actually all about uh, oil and peak oil, which not much of which has actually come to fruition. But I became very obsessed about this energy challenge that I saw us having. And uh, so I I just became, you know, fascinated by the concept of, you know, what would it take to put solar on every roof in the country? That was what drove me. And uh, anyway, your name was put forward as someone to talk to, which was a, a very good thing that because you in turn put me onto a few people that allowed me to get started. So much appreciated, Nigel. Oh, you're welcome. It was a crazy time, you know. We said crazy things, Eric. So, so, <laughs> uh, so, take us through. Take us through. First of, first of all, just take us through what what you did when you got started. You 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 formed a solar business. 
And what was the what was the deal? What did you try and achieve? What did you do? Well, the, well, the first thing I did was actually go and have a look at an open day in uh, Sandringham at the time to put one on my own roof, and it was. Now, here's a stat for you. It was $17,500 for a two-kilowatt solar system. Oh, those uh, were the days. And I remember asking the guy, I said, what, what do I get back a year? And he said, oh, about $400 a year. And I remember thinking, <laughs> we're never, ever going to put solar panels on every roof with that payback. So I, I started then going, well, how do we how do we get the price down? It was pretty obvious we had to cut the middleman out and be more efficient, essentially. And that ultimately through many late nights of thinking and planning, led to this concept of the solar neighbourhoods, the, the bulk buy, the first mm. ever bulk buy. So mm. I went to my neighbours as the head of learning at ANZ Bank, borrowed 365 grand on my mortgage and basically bought a container of panels and also in Sunny Boy, you know, 1,100 inverters at the time. <laughs> and um, amazingly, 46 of my neighbours within a kilometre agreed. And um, thanks to Johnny Howard, because at the time he doubled the solar rebate to $8,000. So we were putting them in for $500 each roughly at the time. And, um, you know, it was really funny because a few months later, uh, I was at ANZ and I had 400 solar customers ringing me during the day, you know, and of course, ultimately, I took a career break and and, and never went went back. And um, you know that business just grew and grew. The solar neighbourhoods initially it was through a lot of the climate change groups actually that took it. And mm-hmm. before I know it, we had one in Sandringham and one in Brighton and one in Ballarat and then Surf Coast. And eventually, we did. By the time we sold that business, we'd done two hundred and five solar bulk buys all over Australia, and we were the the fourth biggest solar company in Australia and when AGL bought it in 2011. Wow. Wow. What a, what, what a great story. So that's like three or four years uh, and it didn't take long. Did you Now tell me, did you when you set out to do that, did you have an intention to build a business to sell or were you just off and running and you just happened to come across a company who was interested? No, it, it was, it was um, you know, the best of times and the worst of times in many ways. I remember... Uh, Christmas Eve 2010, um, I was camping with my family uh, and I got a call from the bank, from ANZ at the time, saying, <laughs> my old bank, um, saying, oh, I'm really sorry, Eric, but we have to halve your overdraft. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and and I had a $1.2 million overdraft and, and um, you know, we, I had four containers on the water. And I said, why, why would you do that? And they said, well, your competitor, Clear Solar, has just gone bankrupt. Uh, and, and we took a bit of a hit. And so we now see risk in the category. And um, so I remember waking up in pools of sweat because, you know, when containers hit the docks, if you don't pay for them straight away, the port charges double every day. And, and uh, so, um, yeah, so pools of sweat, a lot of stress. Um, and and actually it was at that time I made a commitment to plant all these trees that I'm now doing, which I'm sure we'll get to later. But um uh, I sort of said, okay, God, I tell you what, you you support me here, and I'll one day plant a hundred thousand trees, <laughs> and um, and now I'm in the process of doing that. And amazingly, um, you know, I think three weeks later, literally, AGL knocked on our door uh, and said, we're interested in having a look at your business. And I think they looked at quite a few of the top ten, uh, and ultimately decided to progress uh, that sale. Was about six months later, we'd we'd sold the business. So. What a difference um, seven months makes from Christmas Eve, you know, worrying and waking up in pools of sweat to, you know, in July the next year having just sold the business. 
Incredible! What 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 an amazing uh, what an amazing lifeline, hey! And I remember visiting you uh, not long after that sale had taken place. Actually, meeting some of your team and talking about where things were heading and what you were going to do next and all those kinds of things. You were, um, and and um, what what was the what was the sort of lesson that you got out of the sale of your business? Like what made it saleable? Well, I, I think at the at the heart of it, it's um, having just having a really good business. And um, I, I think for me, uh, we were very customer obsessed. I mean, one of the upsides and downsides of doing things on a community basis, which Rosico um, was very much a community business, these solar neighbourhoods, um, is that if you did the right thing by people, they would all talk. But if you did the wrong thing, they would also all talk. <laughs> so, you know, that led to a, a discipline of actually seeing things through and um, doing the right thing by people. And I think that those values were at the core of, of everything we did. And the team really embraced that whole community um, logic. But beyond that, I think you know, all businesses, I've spent a fair bit of time now studying um, both sport and business and success. And, and I think it comes down to three things. Ultimately, it's uh, strategy, uh, which is basically doing the right things, working on the right stuff at the right time, effort, which is working your butt off, and mm-hmm. talent, which is having a phenomenal team and phenomenal business partners. And, mm. you know, and if you think about whether you succeed or fail in anything, whether it's sport or business, it's it's usually one of those three. You're working on the wrong things. You're not working hard enough. You don't have the right people. If you do win, it's usually getting the combination of those three together. Um, and, and look, beyond that, I'd, I'd say the, the things that a buyer looks for, if you look at through that lens for a second, is... Um, being in a growth market, I think that's really important. Being a significant yep. player. I mean, most of the companies that have been acquired in Australia are top 10. Um, yep. And having a proven uh, record of of, um, of that. And in the case of Rosico, we'd spent, you know, over a million dollars on our IT system. Uh, wow. Because we were, you know, I mean, you remember those days, they were crazy, right? The volume you were putting through. So we needed an IT system that could cope with that. And, and I think one of the things AGL liked about that business at the time was that it that if they brought the scale of their customer base to it, that the system would cope with that growth. So those are the sorts right, of things to right. think about. So you were, you were ready to scale up. You were, you were scalable ready, if you like. Yeah, well, I mean, look, that business went from nothing in 2007 when you and I were chatting, those first solar neighbourhood. By the time we sold it, it was turning over something in the low $30 million mark. So, you know, the growth was quite extraordinary. It was growing at a, a sort of a net $10 million a year in turnover, which um, I, I don't know. Today, mate, that may not seem too much, but at the time it was quite extraordinary, the growth. I mean, we had 55 staff by the time we sold it. Wow. And just so, selling 10 systems a year at 50 grand a pop, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bargain. <laughs> so, oh, that's that's a fabulous story. And there's a lot of detail on the record about uh, a nice chunk of money that you made when you when you sold that business. So what happened then? You 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 you, you jumped in, you, you built a business, you saw it take off, you learned some stuff along the way. AGL came along and said, thanks very much. We'll take that. You learn a whole lot. What did you do next? Well, I was with AGL for a couple of years there, of course, as part of that agreement. And then I, um, being a, a curious sort, I, I noticed I had LED lights installed in my home. Um, and I thought, wow, uh, 
you know, what's going to happen to this market. And uh, I sensed that the price would, would drop on the lighting in the same way as it had on solar. So initially I, I had a chat to a guy in the area who owned that company. It's called Little, L-I-T-T-I-L. And uh, I ended up buying 67% of the, of the, of the business at the time in um, 2013. And, uh, and sure enough, LED lighting followed the exact same path as uh, solar had. And, you know, the first lights we bought were $72 a light. And those same lights four years later were about $5. So, wow. um, you know, it, it's amazing what happens when you get those exponential price drops, how the market responds. And so that, that formed the basis of what became uh, the Echo Group. Uh, and uh, we, we got into commercial solar in 2014. Um, Ben Wright, who joined at about that time, you know, turned out to be a phenomenal business partner and drove growth. Uh, and then we, uh, Cherry um, became a commercial solar uh, entity uh, and, and, and one of the biggest in, in Australia at the time. And, um, and then we actually, for a while there, we took on the Jim's Energy franchise. Uh, and then I bought back the Eco Energy brand that we'd sold to AGL. I bought it back because they were using their own brand. Um, so then we got back into residential solar um, later, you know, and uh, in 2018. So, so you're telling me a story of building business diversity here, right? You made some money off the first uh, the first flip, and then you went right. I'm going to get into something else that I got a good feeling for. That's the LEDs. You you picked your timing just beautifully there. You went after commercial. You were building out a portfolio of diverse businesses, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, the market's gone through phases, right? So, you know, initially it was all local players back when we first talked. Then the bulk buy model took off. Um, and then it went to free, as you mentioned, like New Energy and these guys. Um, then we entered what I would call the marketing era where you had massive amounts of money stumped up. Uh, True Value Solar, Clear Solar, these guys were all in there. Um, but ultimately what happened is a commercial kicked off, you know, and um, so I then took a look at life through the lens of a commercial um, CEO and said, well, what they're actually wanting to do is reduce their energy bills and do the right thing environmentally. And how do you reduce your energy bills? Well, there's three ways. You, you use less energy efficiency. LED is a good example. Um, mm -hmm. You make your own solar or you buy better, right? So they're the three ways. So we set up uh, cherry uh, energy solutions around those three propositions and we had a multi-product multi-technology approach you know um and since then the market's moved on again i mean it's it's like uh one never, year it never stops, does it? it's Jeez. cat and dog years yeah it's seven years <laughs> in a year. and um so now we've gone into the multi-site era and the gigawatt era is approaching yeah. it. so it's it's disruption on on a huge never-ending scale this market it, it sure is, and it, and it never stops, which is why and, – and when I talk to different businesses about the secrets to surviving and the secrets to success, diversity is one that comes back. I mean, you can, you can try to do too many things, and you've got you to balance being spread too thin versus having a finger in enough pies that you can ride the, up, ride the ups and downs in different parts of the sector, which you've, you've, been, uh, um, you've been very successful at, mate. Well done, well done. So, and I, I know you also got caught up. The last time I think I saw you face to face, actually, you dragged me out to a site somewhere in the in the boondocks <laughs> where there were porta potties, and I went, "What am I doing here, Eric?" And then you explained to me how by getting into sort of you know uh, around the porta potty and fencing and construction side of of uh, or in the construction business, 
that gave you another way to access customers, right? Yeah, that's right. So we we um, we bought into the business I've now got called Site Tech, which is in the construction industry. We've got about two thousand building sites around Victoria, um, and yeah, temporary fencing and portaloos and safety solar safety equipment actually just more recently when the edge protection um, site tech safety so um, but that that was a really interesting one and of course that business had access to volume home builders um, who also need solar and new markets were emerging all the time and mm. you know I think that part of the success of solar is you need to um, be really good at customer acquisition and you need to be really good at customer fulfillment, right? That's the way you make profit in solar, mm -hmm. those two things. So, you know, if what you think else? about the the bulk buyers are a great way of, of you know, getting a, a mass customer acquisition cost effectively and, um, and fulfillment of those. When you're doing, you know, 46 installations in a square kilometre, it's a very, very effective um, way of doing it. So that combined with, I guess, having come from ANZ and the risk, you know, risk is really important to look at. And every meeting I was at in ANZ was a risk meeting. You know, you'd have someone there from risk. So, you mm -hmm. know, there were times in those same periods where the Aussie dollar hit 50 cents. I remember yeah. one year. Oh. So there were, you know, it, the solar industry to some extent, I mean, we've had, I think, seven of the top 10 back in 2009 failed. Yep. Um, and a lot of that was just not seeing the risk. So, you know, for me, running a business is all about being a bit obsessive about future risk points. Wow. Yeah, that's a really interesting angle on, on how to survive the ups and downs. Whew. Okay. So we've taken a lot in there. Let's take a break for a second and hear a message from our sponsors. SolarJuice is Australia's leading solar distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. SolarJuice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money like their panel brands, REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longy, their inverters, SMA, Fronius and SunGrow, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let SolarJuice help you become a great solar business. So, well, I mean, and, and, you know, your story goes on and I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you, um, to the Wonga Forest project that you're working on in a minute. And you, you, you touched on Jim's energy. So you've had a dabble in some sort of real high volume. That's how I can see the, the fit there. It's another channel for you and it's about customer acquisition, all those kinds of things. But let's, let's go to some sort of black and white questions. Throughout all of this, over, over all the years and all the businesses that you're involved with, many, you know, I think without doubt, all successful and certainly transactions, making some money and having some fun along the way. What's the single best, what's the single biggest lesson you learned? Oh, gee, there's so, there's so many, but I, I think ultimately it comes down to people. You know, I've been so fortunate uh, along the journey to have great business partners and, you know, people involved with it. So, I mean, businesses are ultimately about great ideas and great people and, and the rest just comes together, doesn't it? So mm -hmm. for me, that that's the thing. And, I, you know, uh, I mean, ultimately an acquiring business buys it because of the people as well. So, you know, I've been really grateful for the people that have helped me. And, and none of these things happen on your own. I mean, you tend to be the, the talking face of the business, but but ultimately there's a lot of other people behind it. And I'm I'm very grateful for those that joined along the way. And, you know, of course, ultimately Energy Australia bought that second business, of course, as well. Um, so, 
you know, we've had, yeah, we've had a couple of interesting uh, acquisition moments along the journey. <laughs> you've done, you've got a bit of a knack. If anyone wants to sell their business to a, uh, to a retail entity, just call Eric. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should um, start a third one and, and have a chat to Origin and get the trifecta. <laughs> the <know>. trifecta. <laughs> well, now, along the way, you've certainly, you know, you've had some ups and downs. Everyone does. Uh, what would you tell other solar business owners not to do? What, you know, what was, what was the, what was the big lesson that you learned that you you know the biggest mistake the thing that you wouldn't do again well solar for me i've always described it as trench warfare so you know it, it's not like um you're running one big marketing campaign at Rizeko, we would run 35 simultaneous marketing campaigns and wow. so it's nimble and quick and you need to move when there's an incentive and act quickly um mm. And you and I could both tell some stories about deals we've landed that came out of nowhere. You know, I remember yep. once we we bought, we actually acquired a thousand installations from a company who'd signed up four thousand in a weekend. You know, um, wow. uh, I mean, it was it was <laughs> crazy times. It was, but you had to move quickly, and that's the trench warfare piece, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So for me, the when you when you're kind of looking at how to run a business and who to who to partner with, who to sell to. You know, for me, it's all about the the bigger. I, I view that there comes a time in any business when it's time to take some other people on to help you on the journey. Right, it gets to a certain point in turnover mm-hmm. where to go from say thirty million to a hundred million is a different step financially, and you need partners along that journey. So I've never had a, a problem at that stage saying, "Okay, it's time to change," but you've got to bring the right ones on. And and I think if I've learned some lessons, it's the main thing would be to keep the business really independent from that new parent entity. So mm. in the case of, say, an AGL, which, you know, for me, the lesson there was don't change the brand name because the, the people running those brands um, are, are used to running two or three really big marketing campaigns a year, not 35 concurrent ones. And then all mm. of a sudden when you need to get approval for these um, trench warfare style campaigns, you, you know, it takes a lot longer when you're using a, a big brand like an AGL. Then, of course, yeah. they're naturally very protective. Um, a big and wheel that turns slowly, isn't it? Yeah. it? It is. So that independence as a business is really critical. And if you think about the approach Energy Australia have taken with Echo, is they've kept it very, very independent and they're still using the original brands. Um, and so that's, that's a really big lesson. Um, and the other one I'd probably say is, you know, just absolutely know, you know, what you're getting yourself into and, and um, make sure that you really consider your options as far as who you partner. Um, you know, I, I, I think, I think um, my, the best ultimate approach for me would be to sell 100% of a business um, and my, mm-hmm. but keep that business very independent from the mothership. That would be my view. Hmm. Awesome advice. We're going to run out of time before we know it, so we're, we're going to have yeah. to keep rolling. But um, tell me, uh, reflecting on the – well, actually, let's before we go to that, you, you, you've exited Echo Group now. What are you doing with yourself now? Give me, give me the short version. Yeah, sure. So I'm at SiteTech three and a half days a week. Um, and I, you know, I made that promise to plant 100,000 trees way back when, and I'm doing it. I bought 148 acres of land. So I've got a thing called the Wonga Forest Project going on. So I'm doing that. Um, but SiteTech uh, as a business is growing really fast. And we um, we launched a new division called SiteTech Safety, um, which is focused on edge protection. Uh, edge protection, yeah, which is yeah. a great big topic in the industry right now. 
Yeah, we're getting 300 plus inquiries a month on that business at the moment. So, you know, because it works safe for so hot on it, right? So, so that's keeping me really busy uh, and um, in the forest and, and I'm studying a diploma of horticulture. So there just, you go. Just, just because. Just because. <laughs> I love it. So tell me, um, let's, let's think about the future. I want to try and extract some of these lessons and, and help listeners, you know, prepare for the future. Um, what do you? What solutions do you think solar businesses will be selling in the next year or so? How are they going to look different to how they look today? Well, I think it goes without saying, disruption will continue. So, it, you know, there are sectors of the market that haven't quite come to life yet. So, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by the whole renters landlord piece because 45% of um, businesses are tenanted, right? So, and, yep. and I think about 33% of houses are so. You know, that's the big untouched sector of the market still for me. And I think that's going to be, you know, enormous at some stage. And new finance options are going to start to emerge. Communities, the community concept hasn't passed. and But there's new, no. you know, batteries. New ways to, to do see. it, right. Yeah. Yep, yep, um, yep. EVs, I find fascinating. I've been driving an EV since 2011. Um, yeah, you were early into that. Yeah, I bought the, the Roadster way back when from Tesla. But um you know, I think EVs are coming and businesses are going to need to start to have a think about uh, how do they support EVs. I mean, at SciTech, you know, we spend about 20000 a month on diesel. So, you know, I would love to have electric trucks and I think they're coming, you know. Yep. And um, so yep. it's how do you set that up with charging points? I think that'll come. Residential batteries has been a bit of a laggard. So that yep. one's one to watch. But then the big ones coming is the gigascale stuff, you know. So... The, so you can start to see elements of that, but I think we're going to fill the desert with solar panels in the next 20 years and, and export to other countries and, you know, sun cable, the whole um, twiggy forest stuff with hydrogen. There, there's um, there's a bit in that, I think, um, you know, potentially even all the modular stuff where you, where you don't actually make the solar on site, you, you assemble it off site and just ship it in, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. lots of new business models, I think, will come to life and, you know, it'll continue to evolve um, uh, as it as it always has. Wow! So change and disruption. Business is normal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just keep, just get keep getting ready for change. Keep getting ready for disruption, <laughs> yeah, and and, right. and keep jumping from opportunity to opportunity. The 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 the, uh, the wonderful thing, having watched uh, watched what you've been doing over the years, Eric, is that you you've survived. Uh, you've you've made a buck or two along the way. You've left a, a, a terrific legacy. So I want to congratulate you on that, mate. It's been a it's been a joy and a pleasure to work with you along the way, and it's been wonderful to hear some of these lessons from you today. Um, I wish you uh, really well with your with your forestry project and with um with the site tech stuff, uh, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Nigel. Good to be a part of it. Good on you. Uh, listeners, uh, I hope that gives you a little bit of an insight into what is a story that Eric and I could have caught, could have kept talking about for at least another three hours about all the things that he learned along the way on how to flip a solar business. But it's just another way uh, that you can build a great solar business. I want to thank you for tuning in again. I want to thank our sponsors, Solar Juice. Uh, my name's Nigel Morris. I'm the Head of Business Development from Solar Analytics. Thanks for joining us, and I look forward to speaking to you again in another fortnight. Great Solar Business was brought to you by Solar Juice, Australia's leading solar distributor. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. 
Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business.